What if I told you that you were about to listen to another wrestling podcast? Are you ready? The build-up. Oh, retreating out of the ring, buying himself some time. <laughs> the suspense. Blade Runner! Blade Runner! Two has done it! The waiting is finally over. We are about to crown a new NXT North American champion! before NXT, Ring of Honor, and New Japan Pro Wrestling take center stage. Sean McChesney and CJ Palmisano are here to give their final thoughts, to give their outlook, and to give their predictions on one of the biggest weekends in the history of professional wrestling. This is the NXT TakeOver New York and G1 Supercard Preview Show on The Not Another Wrestling Podcast. Here are your hosts, Sean McChesney and CJ Palmasano. All right, let's get to it. Episode, ah, who cares what episode it is? It's the biggest wrestling week in the history of wrestling, it's CJ. It's Mania Week, baby. It's Mania Week, G1 Supercard. First non-WWE event to run Madison Square Garden. NXT TakeOver New York on Friday. We're going to cover it all this week, CJ. But this episode specifically, we're going to talk NXT TakeOver New York. We're going to talk G1 Supercard. Sean McChesney. And CJ Palmasano. Here's for all you indie marks. Yes, we're your hosts. A lot to get to today, CJ. Again, the biggest wrestling week in the history of pro wrestling in my opinion this week we have a lot to cover and so much so that i announced on twitter today we're going to do two podcasts this week this one specifically we're going to cover nxt takeover new york and g1 supercard we're going to release another podcast on friday it'll be strictly wrestlemania because the show is too damn long yeah we need two podcasts um so we are going to start obviously we're literally just going in order day by day friday saturday sunday before we get into anything cj We've waited a year for this. We knew Mania was coming to MetLife Stadium for about a year now. We're just five days away at the time of this recording of being there. You know, what are your thoughts that the biggest wrestling week is finally here? I'm excited because every day when I commute to Manhattan, I see the banners for WrestleMania. I see Demon Balor and Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman, The New Day, Charlotte, Triple H, Seth Rollins, Becky. Uh, so many signs. Like The Miz. Like there's, there's so many of them. And... I see them. There's more and more. Every, like just just today, when I was coming home from Manhattan, I saw more on Route Three uh, because there's going to be more. I see them on the billboards. I see them on buses in the back of buses. It's probably see them all over Manhattan. I don't really see the the wrestler ones, but I do see WrestleMania this Sunday yeah. uh, or Sunday, April seventh. Yeah, you're going to probably see a lot more as the days it's, go on. It's so much fun, and we got and you know, if for those of you who are going to WrestleMania Access, good for you. That's really fun. I wanted to go to WrestleMania Access, but, too the, far. Yeah, but the only tickets available are uh, Sunday, and I don't want to get up early in the morning to go to WrestleMania Access. But, you know, there's a bunch of... There's there's free signings out there, and to people who listen to this, I'm going to plug you a website. They're a really great website that keeps up to date with... We'll rest, put the with, um, website in the link. 
Uh, sure, but um, well, we don't really have to. I'm just saying. For, right. But this is what uh, you should go to wrestlingfigs.com and on Google wrestlingfigs.com uh, and to put in signings. That'll show you all the signings that are going on all throughout the country of different uh, wrestling events. Sign- There's free signings, ticketed signings. Um, that's how I found out about uh, the Hardys doing a signing at MetLife this Saturday, which I will be going because they're my favorite tag team ever. <laughs> so, um, okay. And, and, and there's one for Alexa Bliss at a bookstore in Ridgewood this Friday, which I'll okay. be going to. Right, okay. So we'll get to WrestleMania, of course. I just wanted you know plug that out there because we've had tickets for months now. Uh, we will get to WrestleMania on our podcast on Friday. Mm-hmm. This one is strictly about NXT TakeOver New York and G1 Supercard. So this is how it's going to work, everybody, just so we, CJ and I can make this as easy as possible. We're going to go day by day by day with these podcasts. So we'll start with TakeOver. We'll give our predictions for that. We'll jump right into G1 Supercard after that. We'll preview that show. And we'll give our predictions to end this podcast. And again, coming up on Friday, we will have our WrestleMania preview show as well. We will preview the 16-day-long WrestleMania, followed by our predictions after that. Good God. So... Why don't we start with TakeOver, CJ? All uh, right. From the Barclays Center in Brooklyn this Friday. Um, for the longest time, we thought it'd be called Brooklyn Five. It's not. It's called TakeOver New York. I get from a marketing standpoint from why a marketing it's called standpoint, TakeOver New York. It, because it works. Because you had Brooklyn 1, 2, 3, 4, SummerSlam weekend. This is a different weekend. It kind of makes sense to yeah, rejuvenize I, it a little I bit. I get it. But the, uh, the name of the show is not going to change how great it's going to be. Exa- and that's what I was going to lead to. You have a bunch of... And it's again, it's another example of NXT keeping it short, sweet, and to the point. And it's probably going to blow WrestleMania right out of the water. Yeah, like two and a half, three hours. That's a perfect time. Actually, Actually, it's probably only going to be two and a half hours. Probably. There's, yeah. there, there's four or five matches on the card, I think. Yeah, and obviously the big one, the main event, the two out of three falls match, Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano for the vacant NXT that, title. That's probably the match I'm looking forward to the most this weekend. Absolutely. And actually, you know what? Before we even get to that, let's talk about the former champion, Tommaso Ciampa, uh, releasing a statement on Twitter um, just about a day or two ago about uh, the doctors telling him he's going to be on borrowed time from this point on due to his neck injury. Um, and very, that can, very sad. Then it is. But you know what? On the brighter side, that can mean a lot of things. You but, know? Uh, but also, the if in the promo packages for when the, the belt was vacated, the doctor did tell Ciampa that everything went perfectly absolutely so that's that's a good thing even though they say he might be he's probably gonna be on borrowed time the fact that he said that the surgery went perfectly obviously that's a good thing uh we cannot stress how big of fans we are of Tommaso Ciampa's work that he did since he's returned the run of his career at uh by far um maybe the best NXT champion in the promotion's history the best uh story in NXT's history maybe the best story uh, in WWE's history, uh, but it, it's the work that Gargano and Champa have done. We can't. We've 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 stressed this enough of how great we think the story is. Um, but thinking about that, we just hope that when he does come back, uh, he's used properly. Mm-hmm. That that's just what I hope for him. Yeah, and I think he will be. And I do think that. In a way, Gargano and Champa left an unfinished story on the table with the the last TV taping that Champa was on. Um, what they do six months to a year from now when he comes back, time will tell. Uh, but let's stick with what's ahead, um, and we'll start with that match and we'll preview that match to start. Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano for the NXT title, the main event of NXT Takeover New York, two out of three falls match. CJ, when you think about a match like this, Adam Cole Johnny Gargano, 
Two in their prime. Two of probably the very best next to Champa in NXT. You have a guy like Adam Cole who hasn't really had an opportunity for the NXT Championship because of how big this rivalry between Champa and Gargano got. With Champa on the sidelines, it only made sense for Adam Cole to jump in and take his place. I mean, we said that on the episode of when we had to, when we talked about Champa having to vacate the title, we said there's no other person who's perfect for the uh, opponent for Gargano than Adam Cole. I and mean, they, I mean, Rick Ricochet and Aleister Black were—they pretty much called up at this point, right? And they're doing their um, own thing for the tag titles. Yeah, I mean, Velvet Chain Dream was already the North American champion. Uh, Matt Riddle—I mean, he's a baby face, and not that I wouldn't want to see Matt Riddle as NXT champion one day. He's I just, also still brand new. Uh, he's yeah, he's still relatively brand new. So, it, Adam Cole's been there for. A year and a half. I mean, in August, he'll be there f for two years, the Undisputed Era as, uh, as a whole. it's It just makes sense. And I feel like they always wanted to get him in the NXT title picture. I mean, like, I feel like they wanted to have a program with him and uh, Drew McIntyre. But obviously things happened. McIntyre got hurt and Andrade won the title. And, you know, the whole Gargano thing and Champa thing happened. So obviously right. things change. It happens in wrestling a lot. And a rivalry but, that wasn't expected to be the top story of NXT quickly became just that. Maybe, but I honestly think Triple H had that plan. I, I honestly think he had that plan since... You since, think he had them planned to main event two takeovers without the championship? I mean, yeah, at some point he had that plan. Well, but, I mean, at but, some point, but, obviously, but, I, but you but think, I think that was in the works before New Orleans took place. Yeah, I honestly think that he saw that, you know, these guys are a great tag team, but he also knew, after seeing the match they had in the Cruiserweight Classic, he knew how good these guys could be, and they were already planting seeds for an eventual heel turn, and he saw how good these guys were potentially could have a story on their own and I always thought that I'm like you know these guys should be I feel like this is going to be a launching pad for these two to have their own story and eventually turn into the best story of NXT's history but going on with Adam Cole is that I think Adam Cole is one of my favorite wrestlers and I've been following his career since his time in Ring of Honor um, he is like he's kind of like a modern day Shawn Michaels like he's with his charisma, how he moves in the ring, he's not someone like 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 AJ Styles or like Kenny Omega, but he still has his own style, and he still, uh, you know, you look at the guy, he oozes charisma just walking down to the ring and in the ring. He's an incredible talent, and the fact that he has guys like Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong in one faction together, all guys who cut their teeth in Ring of Honor together, it's really cool to see. And I'm just very happy that he's finally getting a big spotlight on a WWE show, the biggest takeover of the year, the biggest weekend, biggest week of wrestling of the year. Biggest and wrestling week maybe of all time. It, possibly, especially with what's going on this uh, Sunday for WrestleMania. And the Saturday main event. at the Garden. And Saturday at the Garden, true. Uh, also point out that we actually are recording this the night of uh, SmackDown Live, so we are right. not sure what's going on. If anything changes... Uh, we'll, picks will be updated on social media, and, yeah. I, and I put that out on Twitter, so when we preview WrestleMania, we will be talking about everything before SmackDown Live, the go-home episode of SmackDown Live takes place. Hoping that nothing really is updated, nothing really should be. There are rumors 
of at least one thing, but we'll get to that, you know, come our Friday podcast being released. Yeah, just a quick disclaimer, but yeah, for as far as Adam Cole goes... Uh, you know, same thing for NXT and Ring of Honor, too. Same yeah, thing. things could change, but I'm super excited for this. Uh, it's, it's again, the match that I am most forward-looking to, and the card itself just looks so stacked. I mean, look, at you got Ricochet and Aleister Black, who've been doing really well as a tag team. Their, their match last night on Raw with the Revival was, I think, was excellent. Right. Uh, best, like, wrestling match of the night. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, you got... The Fatal 4-Way with the women with Shayna Baszler and Io Shirai, uh, Kyrie Sane and uh, Bianca Belair, uh, Matt Riddle and Velveteen Dream, two complete polar opposites in the ring, but it looks so, it looks like it's going to be a great match. Why don't we, why don't we transition to that match, CJ, because that's Riddle one, and Dream? Yeah, that was one that really caught my attention when they started announcing the card. Like you said, two polar opposites. You have one guy probably with one foot out the door in NXT, he has the NXT North American title in Velveteen Dream. You would expect his call-up is coming soon, and a guy in Matt Riddle that just seems to catch everybody's attention. Hell, he said he's going to retire Brock Lesnar at some point down the line, which... I would love bold that. Bold move by him. I would love that. Of course. But you have a guy like Matt Riddle who, like we said before, relatively new, getting a shot at an NXT championship, the North American championship. He's been there since August. Yeah, it's, on, it's, the it's biggest, on the biggest stage for NXT. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's great. It's definitely the biggest match of Matt Riddle's career as far as a spotlight goes. But um, that's, uh, again, Matt Riddle, very uh, kind of like, I wouldn't want to say a shoot style, but he obviously he is very experienced, vastly experienced in MMA and pro wrestling just came naturally to him. And he he grew up a fan uh, and seeing him in the Barclays Center there, the uh, we were Bro- there that Bro- night, Brooklyn, right. Brooklyn Four was great to see and hearing all the all the bro chants. I mean, some people may be turned off by him just because you know he is a bro but just from a wrestling standpoint i i think he's great he's i want him to go very far in the company and i think he'll do well in the main roster because of his size but then again i said that about ec3 and ec3 is doing terrible but we'll get to that later we'll get to that later and but the months may differ and then the character of velveteen dream watching what i've been watching the past few weeks with velveteen Dream, like he he showed up in the middle of Matt Riddle's match uh, when Matt Riddle had a match with Conan Reeves uh, last week, and he just showed up. These two girls were pushing this couch. Uh, he's just he's just relaxing. Like he's watching the match. He's sipping on some drink, and he and he's like. He's like the winner, Matthew Riddle, and comes up. And Matt Riddle comes over, takes his drink, throws the cup, and he's just saying like, "I'm a takeover. I'm walking out with that title." Row. I mean, I can see why some people may be put off by that. But just watching him in the ring, he's absolutely fantastic. When it comes to those two also, it's it's different. Like you said, they're polar opposites. And like you said, people may be a little bit turned off by some of the things that Matt Riddle does. But I know my girlfriend doesn't like Matt Riddle. Like, just, just for every reason. do this off air so you don't get in trouble? Um, <laughs> I don't care. She doesn't listen to this anymore. Well, that's, that's a shame. Uh, she should. But anyway, um, it's different. And sometimes in pro wrestling, different is very good. So, oh, yeah, for sure. And in this case, you have a guy like Velveteen Dream, who is the epitome of different, and a guy like Matt Riddle, who, again, just does things strictly out of the ordinary. I think that you put them together. I think they're going to have a great match on Opposites Friday. attract. And you look at a guy like Velveteen Dream, who is just completely committed to this character. You can tell when someone's committed to something. Excuse me. It works and it turns out for entertaining stuff you can tell how committed velveteen dream is by, by this gimmick and he is supremely over he's been over he's 
absolutely fantastic. I can't say anything more than I already have about these two guys, but this is a match that I have a theory. I don't know about theory, but definitely something that I would like to see, and I texted you about this sometime last week. Um, after the match, if Matt Riddle wins, I would like to... Well, one of two things. Either Matt Riddle wins or... Like Keith Lee comes out. If mm-hmm. Keith Lee and Matt Riddle are good friends, and they've kind of touched upon it in NXT TV. Keith Lee hasn't been seen in NXT in a while, and Keith Lee came before Matt Riddle. Mm-hmm. So you have Keith Lee come out, kind of have his congratulations, and then he attacks Matt Riddle after the match, setting up a match between Matt Riddle and Keith Lee for the North American Championship. Or you could have Keith Lee cost Matt Riddle the championship. You know, because I know they're kind of playing on a whole undefeated thing, but then they can still work on the thing with like always never been pinned, like pinned submitted cleanly, right. which is kind of what happened to Aleister Black. Like Aleister Black got attacked in the Fatal 4-Way last year uh, by Gargano, but because of Adam Cole interfering. I mean... You mean Cole, or Cole interfering? Cole interfered in the Fatal 4-Way. And Gargano won the Fatal 4-Way. And yes. he's pinning Aleister Black, but... Right. Gargano didn't see what happened. Right. So Gargano was the first person to pin Aleister Black, and Aleister Black was undefeated at that point. Mm-hmm. So they can do a similar thing with Matt Riddle, because honestly, Keith Lee is another great guy. He's, again, he, I just think because of the circumstances, he's just not, he hasn't really been seen on NXT TV, but Keith Lee is absolutely fantastic, and I would love to see Riddle and Lee go at, at, the, at the next takeover. You know, match. your theory is interesting here, too, because, you know, you normally, not a lot of times, but there are a few occasions where, it does take somebody to go away for a little while for them to come back and make a huge impact. You remember Neville a few years ago in the cruiserweight division, you know, an injury mm-hmm. was responsible for that, but he came back um, in um, Rich Swan's match where he was the North, Amer- North American, he was the cruiserweight champion, same thing, came out to congratulate him and all of a sudden started probably one of the best runs of his career, attacked everybody best, at ringside. The best of his WWE run yeah, for sure. attacked everybody at ringside, became a monster heel, and he won a title and kept it for a long time. Um, best. So... Best cruiserweight champion of that title belt. Yes, absolutely. That specific title that belt. That specific giant purple one. Yes. Yes. Uh, but, to, but Buddy Murphy's not too far off. Uh, he, and he continues this. He won't be. Won't be that far much longer. But anyway, mm. the point I'm trying to make here is sometimes it does take a character to go away and come back and do something you know spectacular and monumental. And you might be. You might not be far off with Keith Lee because you're right. He's been gone for a little while. But maybe Triple H has something up his sleeve. You might even see it on Friday. You might. Be and right. it's, it's not even a thing that he's hurt. It's just he. He just hasn't been on NXT t- TV for a while. Right. I, this isn't something that I think is going to happen for sure, but it's something. It's a theory I have and something I would like to see happen. Absolutely. So when we think about TakeOver again, let's go to the to the tag title match. You have the War Raiders versus Aleister Black and Ricochet. Very likely, probably 99.9% sure, the last NXT match for Ricochet and Aleister Black. I would think so. Very likely the War Raiders are going to go over in this match. But when you put these four together, obviously you have a tag team in the War Raiders, very heavy in size, but can move around their ring quickly versus... Remember when we... Sorry to cut you off. You remember when we saw them for the first time at Final Battle 2017? Yep. Oh, against, I remember. Against SEU? Yep. Before they were SEU. They Before were, they were SEU. They, they, were were, the, they were still the addiction. Yes. But still... That like, was the night SEU was born, actually. Yes, it Hours was. later. Scorpio Sky, and we're chanting, who are you to yes. Scorpio Sky? And now we know who he and is. And now we love SEU. Um, but, I mean, uh, Hanson, he did a freaking moonsault. And for those of you who can't differentiate the two, the bigger one with the giant beard. Yes. He did a 
friggin' moonsault. Is he the one that married Sarah Logan? No, that's Roe. Roe. Roe okay. married Sarah Logan. Oh, well, good for him. Uh, Roe Ro has the, the tattoos all over his oh, chest. Oh, right, right. But, okay. but still, those, those guys, formerly back then known as War Machine, these guys were incredible. And then it was it was like a month later that they joined WWE. And it was one of those matches, too. I think that was second on the card at Final Battle where I'm sitting there thinking, okay, a decent match probably because you have Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian and they could probably because I had never seen War Machine up to that point because I mm -hmm. wasn't really big with Ring of Honor at the time you had just invited me to the show mm -hmm. so I'm thinking alright I know who Daniels and Kazarian are but who are these two guys I looked at you after it was over I was like that was freaking amazing yeah those, and those two can move they can they're deceivingly fast for two big men now you add Aleister Black and Ricochet which they which they've been gelling very well as a tag team yep you add Ricochet and Aleister Black to the mix you bring the War Raiders into that, you're going to see moonsaults, flying, devastation, all wrapped in one for easily a good 30 to 45 minutes. Not 30 to 45. I think they give like the 30-minute one to Adam Cole and Gargano. I say you give him like 20, 25 minutes. That's the standard. For, no longer. That's, but, that's, right. that's the standard for most of the tag matches in NXT. Do you see this tag match being more of an opener or a double main event? Uh, I could s well. It's the dusty. C it's the dusty cup. So, well, it's not the dusty cup. It's the well, winners. Well, it's, of the it's dusty the win classic. sorry, the winner of the dusty classic. Um, it actually, wasn't like last I'm year. sorry because last year they it was that's they announced like because Era got involved and they had the triple threat match. Right for the Dusty Rose Classic. Yeah. So I I would say opener because tag team matches opening a pay per view is awesome. We saw it at NXT at least. We well oh, NXT ring of honor. I should say everybody but WWE. No, I I mean actually no, yeah. But tag team openers. Yes. Sorry, cuz I was normally very good. Yeah, cuz I was thinking of SummerSlam uh 2017 with New Day and the Usos, but they did not open the show. They uh They were on the pre-show. They ended the pre-show. Right. Which that should have been the main card. But of anyway, course. uh yeah, I would say War Raiders and Black and Ricochet for sure should open okay. the match. Or you could do Walter and Pete Dunn segue. Um, <laughs> NXT CJ's U learning media. NXT UK invades NXT. Which um, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but like I was expecting that match to happen on a UK takeover. Never in my wildest dreams did I think it would happen. I guess it just was I guess it just wasn't in the cards to put a takeover. Um maybe they're still working things out to have the next UK takeover, or maybe they figured there's already so much going on that week with WWE just find just, 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 just with WWE alone. I think they didn't want to wait to that point, so they threw it on this card, which honestly it makes sense. I'd, I mean people love Pete Dunne and he is doing phenomenal work. They he really should be uh featured it's it's actually kind of special to see guys like Pete Dunne and Trent Seven and Tyler Bate when they're on regular NXT TV because right. they because they'd be there for a little bit and then they go away but then there was no then this is before NXT UK now they have NXT UK to have their own platform which Pete Dunne is obviously the face of mm -hmm. um, I was just watching uh, an overtime shift the other day at my job I was I uh, had some time there was really nothing to do I watched. I didn't know too much of Walter's stuff. I'd seen some highlights, but I watched a match with him and Will Ospreay. The only I, thing I really know about him is he can hit a man in the chest hard. He has the hardest ch chops in the business right now. Yeah. I watched a match with him and Will Ospreay for the OTT Championship, which I highly recommend watching. Uh, the story of the match was Walter just wanted to use the title 
as a launching pad, kind of a way to make more money for him to eventually go to a company like WWE, which he is in right now. And Will Ospreay is more along the lines of this was my stomping ground. This is where I got my big, this is where I got my start. These guys gave me a break and it's led me to a lot in my career. You don't care about that championship. I've wanted that championship and I've always wanted that championship. I love this place. And that was the story of the match, you know, uh, kind of like a David versus Goliath type of thing. Right. And the chops Walter was doing. As in like you the, do this for money, I do this because I love it. Yeah. Like for the specific, for the belt specifically. Right. The, the welts on Osprey's chest were just beat red and Walter does an amazing like running uh, missile drop kick that he sent Osprey flying. It's And he's a bigger dude. He's he not a, a small guy. No, he is a big dude. He's a mean looking dude. I mean, Walter is a badass and you, you know who actually recommended me Walter? And you're going to think I'm full of crap. Okay. Cody Rhodes. I'm serious. When I when I met Cody uh, last year, I would uh, say you're full of it, but I know you meet these guys all the time, I so know, I really I mean, can't say that. No, so yeah, well, like, and I asked him, like, who is there anybody in the in the you know you haven't wrestled yet that they want to? And he thought about it for a little bit. He's like Tanahashi, maybe. You know, he's getting kind of older. I don't know how much the match would be. And then I I met you know I asked Naito, and he said I'd love to get in the ring with him too. And then he actually recommended me Walter, and he said that he ever heard of him. I like no, I've actually haven't heard of him. Yeah, yeah, he wrestles in the UK he's really really good big dude but look check him out and then actually Marty scrolls at the next table next to him and he's like Walter sucks <laughs> <laughs> and they're both laughing he's like no 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 Walter's great man check him out he's really good yeah. and I checked him out I, I checked out some of his stuff and he's really good and this Osprey match is what really got me over on him it, right. he's awesome he's absolutely awesome so what do you think for people in especially in the united states that don't really know who walter is because obviously he debuted at the first uh uk takeover mm -hmm. and now they're gonna have this big platform match that honestly you could probably have either as an opener or also as a double main event because it's a big match pete dunn is going on what almost three years as the uk champion at this very moment yeah uh oh yeah almost three years in may in, in may it'll be three years may he's been be champion for like two and a half years that's crazy it is and then you have this and he's guy, full time yes and and you have a guy like Walter to the fans who listen to this podcast about six or seven uh, but everybody else who really doesn't know who Walter is what can they expect Friday night when he gets in the ring with Pete Dunne what you can expect with Walter is that he is hard hitting like I said before his chops are the hardest loudest sounding in the wrestling business right now if you are getting in the ring with Walter and I doubt that any of our listeners are I hope not but if for wrestlers who are getting in the ring with Walter you, they gotta be prepared for his Heavy chops again. Like I said, Will Ospreay's chest was beat red. He had welts all over the place, and Pete Dunn is not that much bigger. Actually, is shorter, I think, than Will Ospreay. Um, and he, it's it's going to be hard hitting for, for Walter, and especially like a guy like Pete Dunn with his style. You know, it's it's the bruiserweight versus the ring general, and this is another match I'm looking, I'm very looking forward to. But um, and I'm glad for a guy like Walter. This is the biggest match of his career of course on a on the, big stage on a big stage and as far as i know i'm not sure but probably the largest crowd he's ever performed in front i of. would i would say that's a safe bet i mean i would think when it comes to him, i don't recall him ever being in a wrestle kingdom which would probably top no uh, i don't think Barclays i don't Center. i don't think he's ever worked for new japan okay then i, um, I would but, but say i don't know i don't know if he's ever worked in like uh, a big arena in the uk I'm not sure about that, but, e but I know even, a lot of them haven't. So, but even still, 
Barclays Center is huge. It's Barclays 18, Center holds 18, about 18,000 people, yeah. so, so can't go wrong. We've only been there a handful of times. Um, so why don't we get to really the last match we need to preview, and that's the Fatal 4-Way for the Women's Championship. And obviously, we've had our theories about how this match would take place. We've been talking about how this match would go since the summer. Mm-hmm. Really, you and I weren't even freaking close. Uh, Shayna uh, Baszler, Kyrie Sane, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, Fatal 4-Way. I thought they'd go with one more match with Bianca and, and Shayna, but... This is the honestly for me. This next to the the main event. This is the hardest match to, excuse me, to to predict. I agree. I mean, obviously, you know, we're gonna say this now is that we don't think Baszler's gonna win. At least I don't think Baszler. The only thing that I think for certain about my prediction, and we're gonna make him in a couple of minutes, is I know Baszler's not leaving with the belt. That's no, really it. No, she she had she's ready. She is so ready. She's and been it, ready. Like there's even uh, Meltzer was even saying that they're look because Rousey may be leaving after Mania. Uh, you know, they're looking to split up the Horseman faction. Marina Shafir might join the Undisputed Era. She's tagged with O'Reilly and Strong on live events, and Jessamyn Duke may go on, uh, do her own thing, because apparently the uh, the higher-ups are saying that she has the highest ceiling of all four of the women, yeah. of the four MMA horsewomen. And, and Baszler would get called up. Yeah. Presumably to feud with maybe uh, Becky Lynch after Mania. That'd be interesting. But, yeah, I mean, I think, again, this is a very hard one. I'm not saying maybe they just put it together because there wasn't really anything for them. But, again, the future is a little uncertain after this match takes place. You know, where is Shayna Baszler going? Are we going to have, in the future, a four-horsewoman versus four-horsewoman? Is Ronda Rousey leaving? We have no idea at this point. Likely that she is. But, again, things can happen on a dime. You know, I remember, you know, just... Obviously, it's a different circumstance, but remember the CM Punk documentary a few years ago when they talk about him and his contract expiring? That was all real, mm-hmm. all up until an hour and a half before that main event against John Cena. CM Punk was not signed to the WWE after that night until an hour and a half before that match took place. Yep. That was all real leading up to that pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So... A lot can change going into WrestleMania on Sunday. You know, Ronda may be out the door. Maybe they re-sign her or do something to get her to stay. You know, or, who knows? Or maybe, like you said for a while, she takes a break. Yeah, maybe she takes a break. Which there's nothing wrong with her taking a break right. if she really needs it. Maybe she takes a break, starts a family, and she's back after WrestleMania next year. We don't know. We don't know. Or maybe know. she takes a break, comes back for SummerSlam. A lot can happen in a span of five days. You know, we have no idea. No, and I'm being serious. No, no, you're no. It's a it's lot it's happen. it's funny because it's true. We we really don't know what could happen. But again, but I think with uh, this should really be a match to get people really excited for, and not that people wouldn't, but like people who are unfamiliar with like maybe Io Shirai and Kyrie Saint's history. This is their moment to get them over so to shine. I, I really think that this should really be a launching pad for them to have a match at the next takeover or or an eventual takeover match to have them as a spotlight because it's not that the women's roster NXT isn't good. I think it's very good, but it just... I feel like the men's roster has shined more in the past recent years rather than the women's because of how good Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, and Bayley, all the matches they were having with each other. Um, And it's not to say that Shayna Baszler's not good or Kyrie Sane or Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, Dakota Kai or Candice LeRae or any of the girls in NXT because they're all great and the roster as a whole is the best it's ever been, bar none. But I think this match, uh, it may not get as much time four-way multiple women slash men matches can be a bit of a cluster but um 
I'm looking forward to this, and I really think this is going to be like uh, mostly a thing for uh, the Io Shirai and Kyrie yeah. Sane. This, this to me, really feels like a second match of the night type of match to me. Yeah, yeah. So the Fatal Four Way, like you said, they're not going to have a lot of time. Maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes tops. I'd say maybe 15 minutes tops, actually, mm-hmm. with everything that's going on. But, CJ, before we get to the predictions, because we have to preview G1 Supercard as well, so we'll get to our predictions coming up next. But before we do that, your final thoughts before we head into the Barkley Center on Friday. My final thoughts is it's going to be the show of the weekend. I know I'm gonna be going, we're going to go to Mania together, and I'm going to be going to the G1 Supercard this Saturday, and I'm very excited to go. But as great as that card is and as a history-making show it is, I honestly think TakeOver is going to be the best show of the entire weekend. It always has that that feel to it as well. And, you know, Ring of Honor has put on great shows on WrestleMania weekend. They did last year as well. Yeah, last year was great, too. New Orleans. Uh, but I agree with you. I think NXT TakeOver, especially WrestleMania weekend, lives up to the hype every single year. Look at NXT TakeOver Dallas, really the first one where it shined, WrestleMania weekend. NXT TakeOver Orlando was very good. New Orleans last year was the best one I've ever seen. NXT TakeOver New York, I think, is going to hit it out of the park and be better than anything. I'm going to say it right now. I think it's going to be better than New Orleans. I agree with you. When we will come back, we will get to our NXT TakeOver New York predictions next on the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. They have previewed the show. Matt Riddle and Velveteen Dream, two complete polar opposites in the ring. They have laid it all out on the table. NXT keeping it short, sweet, and to the point, and it's probably going to blow WrestleMania right out of the water. And they've given their final thoughts. My final thoughts is it's going to be the show of the weekend. And now, it's time for Sean and CJ to go head-to-head and give their predictions on this weekend's pay-per-view. Are you ready? From the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, NXT TakeOver New York. Alright, let's get to it. Predictions NXT TakeOver New York this Friday from the Barclays Center. Bye bye. Bye bye. So, why don't we really get it started, CJ? Let's get it started with a match that, again, not a lot of people thought we were going to see at this takeover, but we're extremely excited to see it at this takeover. It's for the United Kingdom Championship. Pete Dunne, the champion, Walter, the challenger. Who do you got in this match and why? Walter, no hesitation. I think Pete Dunne's going to get called up to Raw or SmackDown after Mania. He's been champion for two and a half years. Good on Pete Dunne. But Walter is, it's his first match in WWE's un, in WWE umbrella. Uh, well, not his first match in the room. Well, his ha- first takeover His match. first takeover match. His first big, high-profile match. He needs a strong showing. The match is going to be fantastic. I'm, I'm going with Walter all the way, the ring general. You know, I, I went back and forth on this because you make a lot of sense on this. And I really did need a little bit more time than I thought to think about this. But I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take Walter in this match. Pete Dunne has been the NXT UK champion for almost three years now. You know, not that it has been historic. He's done a great job. He's, he's a big reason why NXT UK exists at the moment, mm-hmm. but it's time. Absolutely. It's time for him to go to the main roster. I don't think there's anything left for him to do in NXT. He'll put on a phenomenal showing. I think personally, this is his very last NXT match. I don't see a rematch with Walter in the cards. Nope. I think this is it. I think he let Walter carry the umbrella of UK going forward. Put Pete Dunne on SmackDown and Raw. Hopefully he thrives either or. And let some of these guys on, on NXT UK shine. Cause you got great guys. You got Jordan Devlin, you got Travis Banks, Tyler Bate. 
Trent Seven, you know, uh, Zach Gibson. I mean, I know he's uh, one half of the current uh, tag team champions over there, the NXT UK brand, but these guys are great, and, you know, give them a chance. Pete Dunne, you were a launching pad, and you'll be missing NXT, but you got we're going on to bigger and better things, pal. Let's go to the NXT Tag Team Championship match, the War Raiders versus the winners of the Dusty Road Classic, Ricochet and Aleister Black. Who do you got in this match and one? I've thought about this only a little bit because I've seen things on the internet of, like, uh, the internet of, like, um, you know, they could have the belts on main roster television, but no, I'm, I'm going with uh, the War Raiders. It's, it's again, it, just like Pete Dunne, Ricochet, and Aleister Black have done everything they could. If they're not going to put the NXT title on Ricochet, then he's already had a great NXT run. So, and again, Mania Weekend, they got the, the NXT roster. So, and they're already on Raw and SmackDown to begin with. So, I'm going with the War Raiders to retain. Yeah, I'm going with that as well. I mean, there's only been a few circumstances, really, where you've seen the NXT Championship title belts. On WWE programming, you know, Kevin Owens, the prime example, obviously, he carried that NXT championship on Raw for about a month and a half before he lost it to Finn Balor. Uh, it really takes a special case for that to happen. I don't think that's what Aleister Black and Ricochet. I think this could be one of the matches that steals the night. I think all, I think both tag teams have a lot to prove in this match. But considering, you know, this is the War Raiders and, you know, they'll be sticking around NXT for a while. I think they need the better showing. I think they need the bigger win. I'll take the War Raiders to retain the tag team championships on Friday night. Or <laughs> Let's go to the NXT Women's Championship, the Fatal 4-Way match that we just talked about. Shayna Baszler, the champion, versus Kyrie Sane, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair. Who do you got in this match and one? Again, this is a very difficult match to predict, but... I do think it is going to be uh, kind of like a preview of what's to come with Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane. So, with that being said, I'm gonna take a wild, uh, wild not wild guess, but kind of go with my gut with either of uh, Shirai or Sane. But I am gonna go with Io Shirai. Um, again, I don't know who's gonna win this match. I just know it's not gonna be Shayna Baszler. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Io Shirai because I feel like maybe the next takeover, they can have their first series of incredible matches. I agree with you, but I'm going to take Kyrie Sane. Okay. So I, I do think we're heading down that path of this rivalry, but I do think because Kyrie Sane has proven herself as the NXT Women's Champion, I see where you're going with, you know, having the other one win the NXT uh, Women's Championship. I know it's not going to be Baszler, of course. Baszler's going up to the main roster. She has to. I think it's Kyrie, you know, it's Kyrie Sane's belt to win back. I think this is going to be her stepping stone of finally getting the belt back. See what happens after that. I'll take Kyrie Sane to regain the NXT Women's Championship. The NXT North American Championship, Velvet. Team Dream versus Matt Riddle. Who do you got one? I have Matthew Riddle because I believe Elvazine Dream is another one of these guys who's going to get called up after Mania. Um, he's been in NXT for a few years. He's won the NXT, champ, uh, NXT North American Championship. He's had great matches with the likes of Johnny Gargano and uh, his classic match at War Games 1 with, uh, with Aleister Black. Uh, probably Dream's best match. Maybe his Tommaso, uh, his match with Tommaso Champion might be a better by a hair but it, he consistently puts on incredible matches so i believe that matt riddle will win the title and velveteen dream will get called up to raw smackdown i thought about this one for a little while and i'm gonna disagree with you i'm gonna take velveteen dream to re to retain the championship i do think the call up is coming but i think they're gonna wait till SummerSlam. okay i think 
because you think about it in uh, a few different scenarios here. Velveteen Dream just won the North American Championship from Johnny Gargano, not even a, a few weeks back, I would say. Well, uh, Dream then took the title from Gargano, who won a few weeks prior. No, you're right, and, and absolutely, but obviously Gargano has something else planned. Now, could Dream be getting called up after WrestleMania? Maybe. I think the call-up's going to happen a little bit later down the line. I think they're going to try to see how much more Velveteen Dream can add to the North American Championship. Get a big win over Matt Riddle. Maybe this starts a series of matches heading into Toronto at SummerSlam weekend. But either way, I'll take Velveteen Dream to retain the championship. And we'll see what happens down the line with Matt Riddle. Maybe a heel turn from the both of them because they're both pretty much faces at this point. Still would love to see Keith Lee turn heel. Maybe you add Keith Lee to the mix. Maybe there's a triple threat. But I'll take Velveteen Dream to retain the championship. And finally, the main event of NXT TakeOver New York. Not the one we wanted, but we're still appreciative of it. It's for the NXT Championship. It's two out of three falls. It's Johnny Gargano. It's Adam Cole for the vacant NXT Championship. We will have a new NXT Champion on Friday. Who is it and why? Adam Cole, baby. Look, I have been saying that the Champa Gargano story, Gargano winning the championship ends when he beats Champa for it. I know it, it will be, it's still a great moment to have Gargano win it. But I just feel, I just have my gut feeling that I think Adam Cole's going to win. I just honestly feel because Gargano has been having a lot of success and arguably more success than Adam Cole. I just truly feel Adam Cole's going to walk away to the Barclays Center with the NXT Championship. And I think this is going to be the start of the year of the Undisputed Era. This is a tough one. And we said it before, next to the women's match, probably the toughest one to predict. I'm going to take Johnny Gargano to win on Friday, and here's why. When Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa lost in the second round of the Dusty Rhodes Classic, and you had Ciampa try to ambush Gargano when he caught him, that was the moment Gargano won the fans back. And as soon as Ciampa put it, or as soon as Gargano put his foot out to stop Ciampa, Johnny Wrestling was officially back, and every single fan knew it. And I don't think that changes despite the opponent changing. I think these two are going to have a phenomenal match on Friday, and I do think that this is going to lead to a big year for the Undisputed Era. I do think Cole is going to win the championship, but not on Friday. I think Gargano has the momentum rolling into this match. I think it's time for him to win the NXT Championship, and you're right, this story needs to end in NXT, but I think for that to be certain, Gargano wins the title on Friday. Why don't we switch gears from Friday night to Saturday night? The biggest independent wrestling show. I wouldn't say it's independent. Um, That's all in. Fair enough. One of the biggest wrestling shows outside of WWE yes. in history. The first non-WWE event that is going to run Madison Square Garden in New York City. The G1 Ring, Supercard. Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Supercard live from Madison Square Garden Saturday night. CJ, before we even get into any of the matches, our very first podcast was a week or two after they made the announcement. So from July to now... What are your thoughts knowing that these two promotions, and we never thought this was going to happen, at least not now, are going to run the world's most famous arena just, I would say, probably six nights away? It's game-changing. It's for sure game-changing, and a lot of that has to do with um, with the Bucks and Cody, uh, with what they did with All In. And I'm sure a lot of people who bought tickets to this show thought that Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks and Hangman Page and Cody Rhodes were all going to be there. They're all doing their own thing in AEW with props to them, and we hope AEW does extremely well. Um, we have double or nothing to look forward to in May. But 
for now, the card, even though it doesn't have those guys, it is still such a stacked card. And we card. talked about that last week, too, about, you know, when in the summer, you know, all elite wrestling was just, you know, it was a daydream, uh, you know, to, to a sort. You know, we weren't sure if they were going to resign or go to WWE. We had a theory that they would resign to be a part of the show. <clears throat> Excuse me. And. The day that we really found out that they weren't going to, we had a conversation, does Ring of Honor and New Japan suffer? And we said, they take a step back, but they don't suffer. I think we got to backtrack that a little bit. I think even I with, would, I without would, them, it's st- like you said, it's going to be a phenomenal I, I, card. I said that New Japan definitely does not suffer, and New Japan will be perfectly fine. Ring of Honor has kind of flown under the radar, but again, with this Madison Square Garden show, it could really help boost things up. Um, I mean, Ring of Honor, again, it's not as prominent as it was with those guys leaving and Ring of, I think Ring of Honor really took the hit here but still that doesn't take away from how great this show is because you still have a lot of great talented guys on this card you know you got Marty Skrull and Matt Taven and Jay Lethal fighting for the Ring of Honor World Championship in a, a, a three way Madison lat- Square Garden and that is history making for all three of these guys you know you got um you guys, guys like Jeff Cobb and Will Ospreay going one on one. You know, similar to the Walter match I, I mentioned uh, with Will Ospreay. This is a similar thing because yeah. Jeff Cobb is a big guy. You have Okada he, and Jay White in the main event for the IWGP Championship. I mean, you got you got uh, uh, Tetsuya Naito versus uh, Kota Ibushi. Like, I think. Uh, for the matches of that night, I think that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. Right. Two of my favorite Japanese wrestlers, two of my favorite wrestlers in New Japan, and they're going to go at it for the uh, one of the top titles right. in the promotion. <laughs> I mean, the show is going to be absolutely fantastic. It's history-making. It's groundbreaking. Um, as far as, I mean, I said what I think my match is, my favorite match is going to be and what the one I'm looking most forward to. What is the match that you are most looking forward to? Well, I was even just going to bring up, obviously, a lot more matches than TakeOver, so we won't go through every match. We'll save the predictions for that. We'll just talk about what we're really looking forward to. Yes. The Ring of Honor World Championship ladder match, I, I'm really excited for. And, you know, you can make your case for a lot of the matches, but I think for Ring of Honor, I think this is game-changing, you know? And they're talking, obviously, about, you know, the historicness of a ladder match in match. Madison Square Garden especially, when you look back at Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, WrestleMania 10 for the Intercontinental Championship, you know, and now you go how many years later, you're going to have a wrestling show outside of the WWE portray exactly what that was. You're going to have a ladder match for the Ring of Honor World Championship. I'm excited for that. I mean, I would have preferred Marty Skrull and Jay Lethal to stay one-on-one. I like the addition of Matt Taven, especially with the ladder match stipulation. I think Taven has done great work for Ring of Honor for the last couple of months. We saw him against Dalton Castle at Final Battle this year. They Ta- I think Taven's match. done a great job, honestly, in the past few years just with the kingdom because He's really the real true heel on the show for Ring of Honor because I, I've, I think I've said before on this podcast that when you're someone who's in Ring of Honor and the indies, you're not really a heel or a babyface. I mean, Marty Skrull calls himself the villain, and he gets he gets the he's a baby face. He's a, he gets the he gets the biggest reaction. Matt Taven is someone on the Indies who truly knows how to get a, rea- a negative reaction, right. and people legitimately don't like him. Which is a good thing if you're in pro wrestling. And Matt Taven, I mean, I think you really need a heel in this match. Yeah. And it makes sense. Um, I mean, Jay Lethal, I mean, 
there's no doubt about, a doubt about it that he's that it's he's arguably the best Ring of Honor World Champion. Next to him, it's either him or Adam Cole. Yeah, those two for sure. Yeah, and absolutely. I think another match I'm looking forward to. You know, you brought it up before. Will Ospreay and Jeff Cobb, the never open weight champ versus the Ring of Honor uh, television champion. Winner take all. Yeah, I think the winner take all. The, the stipulate. There's so many winner. That's a great thing. You're guaranteed title matches. You're guaranteed title changes. Uh, title changes, rather. Yeah, sorry. Guaranteed title changes, and you know. For example, for anybody that doesn't know what Will Ospreay is, just look up his name, and I guarantee you they're going to find that picture of when he got Hurricane Ronan off the top rope and landed on his two feet, only to see what was it, Kota Ibushi just kind of do that slow yeah. turnaround? Like, I am screwed. Just look up a Will Ospreay match. Look up the Will Ospreay match. Talk about earlier with Walter. Look up Will Ospreay versus Kota Ibushi. You know, Will Ospreay versus uh, some of his matches with Ricochet. Right. Uh, if, if that versus, turnaround... Versus Okada. If, He's incredible. If that moment where he got Hurricane Ronan landed on his feet and Ibushi just turned around in straight fear isn't a meme I don't know what is uh, but you know it's it's things like that he's able to do crazy unhuman like things in the ring you had a guy like Jeff Cobb a much bigger guy but you know kind of like what we talked about with the War Raiders he can move around the ring he's good in the ring he's you know he very knows his fast stuff for a big man very fast he knows how to take his time he knows all the little things in the ring that's what makes him a great TV champion so I think when you put these two in the ring together I think you're gonna have a great match there Zack Sabre Jr., Hiroshi Tanahashi for the uh, British Heavyweight Championship. I think that one's going to be a great match. I think so, too. I mean, we saw Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, at Final Battle, and he was absolutely incredible. Maybe the best technical wrestler in the world. Yeah, forget is Zach, the UK, in is, the world. Is Zack Sabre Jr. Right. So I think that's a great match that we're looking forward to see. Um we talked about this yesterday. Not really one that I'm looking forward to, but kind of one that I wasn't really expecting. But when you brought it up, uh, brought up one of the points why it does make a little bit more sense. Bully Ray and Juice Robinson, the New York City Open Street Fight. Um, have they confirmed if that's for the U.S. title or no? I don't think it's for the U.S. title. At least as of this recording, it's not confirmed for the U.S. title. We thought that it would be somebody like a surprise coming out. Like an ECW out. legend sort of thing because it's the Garden, it's New York City. Yeah, maybe, maybe, or it could have been a former WWE legend. But honestly, it's a show that it you... It could have been somebody from you, Bully Ray's past. You really want to promote uh, the guys on the Ring of Honor and New Japan roster. And Juice Robinson, <laughs> uh, the current IWGP US champion, accepted his challenge and... I mean, you re whether that title is on the line or not, you really should have that championship represented on a United on a U.S. soil show. I mean, it's the the title is that's the that was the title to help really westernize New Japan with Kenny Omega as the first champion. You know, it's that match should be fun. I feel like there's going to be a lot of like run-ins in that match. Yeah, I mean simi si similar to Bully Ray and Flip, Flip, Gordon. Flip Gordon at Final Battle. I feel like there's going to be a lot of that. Yeah, you might have legends run in. I think you may have something from Silas Young as well. I kind of wanted to see Minoru Suzuki or Tomohiro Ishii come in because Minoru Suzuki is just he is a legitimate badass and he is scary. Like he he could literally kill you. He, right. He's he's a shoot. He's a shooter. Uh, uh, Tomohiro Ishii is just another big guy who I just feel would go have a great match with Bully Ray in uh, street uh, street fight uh, rules. Yeah. Honestly, when you think about what they could do with a street fight, they might end up on 7th Ave, for all we know. Ah. 
But anyway, uh, you, you gonna pull like a WrestleMania with a Piper and Gold Dust? Only better. Uh, but before we get to our final thoughts, I want to get your thoughts on the already promoted main event for the show: uh, Jay White and Okada for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. You know, we've come full circle with this. Okada's finally getting a rematch for the belt. Jay White beat Okada clean at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts now that we're getting the rematch for the championship at Madison Square Garden? Um, it's the biggest match of either one of their careers, uh, for sure. I mean, Okada has had legendary matches with with the likes of Kenny Omega. I mean, his series with Kenny is, according to the Wrestling Observer, and just one man's opinion of Dave Meltzer, that it's the greatest uh, rivalry in professional wrestling. It's for sure up there. Um, having uh, Okada is one of the best wrestlers in the world. He's, I mean, he doesn't do anything like flashy. He's like, just good in the he's, ring. He's just so damn good, so solid in the ring. He's incredible. Um, I mean, and I obviously they wanted to solidify him. If he wins the title, he's solidified as the greatest wrestler in Japanese history and the greatest IWGP heavyweight champion. This if he, would be he, how he, many times he won the belt? Like five or six? Five or six? Seven, maybe? He's won the title a lot. Yeah. And his last reign before being thrown by Kenny Omega was the longest reign of the title's history. Right. And he has the longest total combined days as champion. Because he went into Wrestle Kingdom 11 as the champion and lost at Dominion, which was before Wrestle Kingdom 13. It was probably six months before that. So you're talking maybe... How many? Two years as the champion? He was at least two and a half years. Two and a half years as, as, as champion, champion. As champion. Right. So now you're thinking another dominant reign maybe to come. Jay White might have something to say about that. The leader of the Bullet Club. Honestly, I thought that Jay White, honestly, in the last few months, I thought his character, I thought his in-ring performance, everything about him has been off the charts recently. Oh, yeah. Why would anyone doubt? And that's another thing. Like Tom Tonga, like calling out the people who, who doubted Jay White. I never doubted Jay White for a second. No. Jay White... They just needed to put him in a position to succeed, and they did. Jay White is a perfect fit for Bullet Club, but he even said himself he didn't want to be a part of Kenny Omega's Bullet Club. Right. He wanted to be part of the OGs, what Bullet Club originally stood for with with what Carl Anderson, Tama Tonga... Full on heels. Bad Luck Fale, and what Prince Devitt started. Yes. The real rock and roller. Right. When you think about the OG Bullet Club, the one that Prince Devitt, a.k.a. Finn Balor, started and Carl Anderson, all that, full on heels, disrespecting Japanese um, tradition and history of professional to, to wrestling. To the point where people were legitimately pissed off and calling the New Japan office saying these bullet... Like, I remember Carl, <laughs> interviewing Carl Anderson and Gallows, like, I think it was Jericho's podcast, like, like Bullet Club, you know, bad guys, gotta go. Yeah. Like, it, because they've never seen that in New Japan before. That's not traditionally a, a, a Japan thing you know they, right. they do kind of treat it more of as like a, an actual sport and not saying that New Japan wasn't really on the map before that took place thanks for dropping the I'm mic. sorry but anyway not saying that New Japan was um, what was they saying um, not on the map before that but they were certain people were certainly paying attention when Bullet Club showed up oh yeah for so, sure now that they're back to their ways and Jay White obviously being the leader he's the champion the champion is part of Bullet Club you know, and then leading into the show, I think it's going to turn into one hell of a show. And before we get into the prediction, CJ, your final thoughts. And again, a non-WWE event is going to run the Garden for the first time ever. What does that mean for the business moving forward? It means that the business is changing, and if it already hasn't changed, um, it's history. It's for sure history. Anybody who's going to this show, myself included, um, got to realize how important this show is for wrestling and that 
if All In wasn't, it didn't already prove it, and if All Elite Wrestling doesn't already prove it, this shows that you do not have to go to, the, if you're a professional wrestler, you do not have to go to the WWE to make a living in pro wrestling. This proves it. Uh, again, very, very smart of them doing it Mania Weekend. If it was any other day of the year, it may have not sold out. But the fact that it's WrestleMania weekend, it's the night before WrestleMania, it's it it has sold out. It's 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 again. I can't I can't stress how impactful this is going to be towards the business. Not to mention, really, you bring up a good point. You know, you got people flying in from all over the world for Mania weekend. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they don't want to go to the Hall of Fame. Now they have an alternative to go to something else. Know, That's I, probably half the reason that this show sold out. I know. I didn't want to go to the Hall of Fame, especially after what happened last year. No, five-hour Hall of Fame? No way. Uh, it's bad but, enough we have an eight-hour Mania. Yeah, oh, well, we'll get to that on Friday. Uh, but anyway... But you bring up a good point, but I think that might be half the reason that the Garden sold out so quickly was because people who were already flying in for WrestleMania and for TakeOver, and at the time when they sold out, TakeOver was on the same night, but people were like, you know what, we have another alternative, we're going to be in town anyway, why not? Tickets aren't that bad for Garden prices, not terrible, we could have worse. I think that's half the reason the Garden sold out, and like you said, it's going to change the business. I think this is going to give Ring of Honor New Japan excuse me, more opportunities. I think this is going to give All Elite Wrestling more opportunities because, again, we've never seen something like this. And New Japan, you know, does a great job with attendance in the Tokyo Dome every January 4th, but Madison Square Garden was WWE's forever. And WWE has not had a pay-per-view, I should say, because they've had shows that they put on the network in the Garden, but they have not had a pay-per-view. And they run house shows there all the time. Right, but they have not had a televised pay-per-view since... November of 2011, and that was the Survivor Series with Cena and The Rock uh, being a tag team. When Ever Punk, since when Punk then, won the title for his when long Punk reign. won the title for and they have not had a television program since 2009. Yeah, when they did Raw, SmackDown, and ECW with the Garden. Which apparently they they're they're in the talks of coming back for no, uh, November. Or September, you know, and they and should, it, and it's years overdue. Honestly, it's it's years overdue, and. You know, you think about that Survivor Series again, the last time a pay-per-view's ever been inside the Garden. And they've had network specials that have been in the Garden, I think maybe one or two. But House shows, tons and, and tons house of house shows, shows. It's not the same. This is going to be the first time that, mainly put it this way, if you're a teenager right now just getting into professional wrestling, this is the first time that you're going to see the Garden spotlighted in a professional wrestling event, if you really think about it. So this is special for the business. And again, this is more opportunity that you don't have to be in WWE to make a living. And more importantly, you don't have to be in WWE to go wrestle in the garden. This proves it. Exactly. When we come back, our Ring of Honor, New Japan, G1, Supercar predictions. CJ is going to give you the predictions because I can't read Japanese names well, and I'm not afraid to say it on this I'm podcast. I'm so good at reading Japanese names. You're a lot better than I am. You watch it more than I do. So when we come back, our G1 Supercar predictions next on the Not Another Wrestling Podcast. They have previewed the show. The show is going to be absolutely fantastic. It's history-making. It's groundbreaking. They have laid it all out on the table. The Ring of Honor World Championship ladder match, I'm really excited for. And they've given their final thoughts. Anybody who's going to this show, myself included, got to realize how important this show is for wrestling. And now, it's time for Sean and CJ to go head-to-head and give their predictions on this weekend's pay-per-view. Are you ready? 
the first non-WWE event to run Madison Square Garden in New York City. Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling, G1 Supercard. G1 Supercard from Madison Square Garden on Saturday night. CJ, without any further ado, take it away. All right. There's an Honor Royal uh, Rumble, which is just a pre-show battle royal. We're not going to get into that because we have no idea who's going to win. Absolutely. So anyway, we're going to start with the main show. It is Will Ospreay, the Never Openly Champion, versus Jeff Cobb, the Ring of Honor TV Champion. Winner takes all. Both titles are on the line. Sean, who do you have and why? This is one that really, again, I mean, there's a lot of um, matches on this card that are really tough to predict. You look at the style of Will Ospreay and Jeff Cobb. Again, you know, you have a smaller guy and a bigger guy, but both of them can move around the ring very well. It's a little tougher to predict, but I'm going to go on a limb here. I'm going to take Will Ospreay to win both belts in this match. I like his style. I like the way he's able to control a match in the ring. You know, honestly, when you think of really any type of opener, I think this is one that would be a perfect opener for the garden um but yeah i like his style you know jeff cobb is great he's been a great tv champion i felt that he's had the belt for a little while now so again it's both belts anything can happen but i'm gonna take will osprey to win both belts on saturday night well i actually agree with you i am gonna go with will osprey as well um he, they've been really trying to transition him into the heavyweight scene uh he doesn't really do as many high flying moves as he used to uh, you know, I really feel like the Never Openweight Championship is the championship to eventually lead him to the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Um, and a win over someone like Jeff Cobb would be huge for uh, Will Ospreay. So I am going to also go with Will Ospreay to walk out with both belts. The next match is Rush from the Los Ingo Bernables faction. Uh, that's the original Los Ingo Bernables faction in Mexico, not Naito's Los Ingo Bernables de Japón. <laughs> uh, Rush versus Dalton Castle, a former Ring of Honor world champion. Uh, Sean, who do you have and why? I have Dalton Castle. I think he needs a win uh, on this type of stage. You know, really, you know, we were there the night he won the Ring of Honor championship from Cody Rhodes. Um, we were also there at Final Battle when he was there against Matt Taven, uh, where Matt Taven put up the uh, real Ring of Honor world championship there. I thought Matt, I thought Dalton Castle needed a win that night because I thought his character was starting to lose a little bit of steam. I think giving him a win at Madison Square Garden would really start to build his character back up, maybe as a future contender for the Ring of Honor Championship again. You know, I like the way he rushes in the ring, but when it comes to, I think, who needs to win more, I think it's Dalton Castle, so I'll take him to win on Saturday. I'm also taking Dalton Castle. Uh, I feel like Rush was kind of just randomly put in there. I don't know how the match got set up. I know Ring of Honor does, like, deals with, uh, with like, you know, Mexican promotions like AAA guys come in once in a while, but I'm also taking Dalton Castle. He really does need a win here. So the Women of Honor World Championship... I know I'm pretty good at reading Japanese names, but I really hope I don't butcher this girl's name. The women's champion, Mau Atuani. I hope I said that right. She's the current champion versus Kelly Klein, the former champion. Sean, who do you see walking out with the title in one? I think Kelly Klein's going to regain the belt on Saturday. I think she did, and we were there when she won the championship in that fatal four-way at final battle. I think she's represented the company well as a good women's champion. I thought she lost the belt a little quickly. 
uh, to who she's going to be facing on Saturday. So I really think this is setting up, obviously, a series of matches. Obviously, one of them that we're going to see on Saturday. I don't think the rivalry is over by any means post-Saturday G1 Supercard, but I think it continues. And by doing that, I'll take Kelly Klein to regain the Women of Honor World Championship. We're four for four with agreeing. I'm also going with Kelly Klein. Uh, yeah, I kind of the same thing. I feel like they really want to build the women's division around her, and she's 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 so great in the ring. Um, so I'm also going with Kelly Klein, and they can also they can for sure keep doing like a series of matches between these two. Um, the New York City Street Fight, Bully Ray, aka Bubba Ray Dudley, versus Juice Robinson. The doesn't appear that the IWGP US title's in the line. Just seems like a straight old, good old fashioned street fight. So, Sean, who do you have and why? Mainly because the title isn't on the line, I'll go with Bully Ray in this match. I think it's New York City. It's his hometown. I think we're going to see a lot of... I, you especially, you're going to be there. I think you're going to see a lot of gruesome stuff in that ring. I think you're going to see a lot of cringeworthy stuff. I think we'll have tables on fire. Um... And I really think it's Bully Ray's element, of course. And don't get me wrong, Juice Robinson is going to give a fight. I think it's going to be a great street fight. You have a good 15, 20 minutes, everybody on the edge of your seat. Because that's the thing with Bully Ray. We were there at Final Battle when he had that street fight with Flip Gordon. We It wasn't the most entertaining match, but you and I were standing for 20 minutes. I would say it was entertaining, just as far as, I, like, I mean, I as a pro wrestling right, match. It wasn't the best it was a pro sports wrestling match. It was a sports entertainment exactly. match. Exactly. We, uh, we were standing for 20 minutes. If that's all I should say about that. It was You had drama. You had Bully Ray almost pile-driving Flip Gordon's wife through a table. You had Silas Young involved. You had the Sandman involved. Everything in between. You had Flip Gordon making Bully Ray say, I quit, which he claims he never said, which actually he didn't. Uh, but... <laughs> That was months ago. But anyway, I do think we'll have something along the lines of that similarity. But I think in the case of the U.S. title not being on the line, I'll take Bully Ray to win the match. Uh, I will disagree with you and go with Juice Robinson. Again, I know the title is not on the line, but I feel like they should kind of show that this title means something. And having a win over Bully Ray would really just help Juice Robinson, you know, again, further his career. Um, I love Juice Robinson. I think he's great. Um, and I think, that I said earlier, I think there's going to be a lot of run-ins in this match. So, and Bubba uh, or Bully could be beating the liver living snot out of Juice. And then people could come in and help with the save and help Juice win. Uh, help Juice win, rather. Okay, so... The IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship is defended in a three-way match. The champion Taji Ishimori, representing Bullet Club, versus Dragon Lee versus Bandito. Who do you have and why? Because, and I might be spoiling my main event pick a little bit, I think you're going to have to have somebody from Bullet Club win a championship if that's the case. Uh, Ishimori, uh, how do you pronounce it again? Taja Ishimori. Ishimori, I think it's going to be him that is going to retain the championship. And I like all three in this match. But again, I think if you're going to have somebody from Bullet Club win, I think it will be him. And again, obviously, it's spoiling my main event pick, but that's who I have in this match. It doesn't spoil your main event pick. There's still another match with Bullet Club represented. True. Anyway, um, I'm also going with Ishimori. Uh, he is absolutely fantastic. I think he's going to hold on to that belt for a very long time. And I really think they want to build the junior division around him. Uh, Dragon Lee is great, and Bandito is friggin' amazing. Just, I had no idea who this guy was before All In, and he shows up, and he was absolutely fantastic. But uh, I'm gonna go Ishimori as well. Okay, another one. Uh, there's uh, this one's a little more tougher to predict. Is winner takes all four-way tag team match for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships and the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. This was originally the Briscoes and God, but now it's turned into 
The Gorillas of Destiny, Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa representing Bullet Club, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship uh, champions versus Villain, uh, Villain Enterprises, PCO and Brody King, the Ring of Honor uh, Tag Team Championships, Tag Team Champions. Los Ingobernables de Japón, Evil and Sonata versus the Briscoe Brothers, Mark and Jay Briscoe. Who walks out with both belts and why? This is one that's extremely tough to predict. I think you've nailed that right on the head. Um, when I really think about the legacy of tag team wrestling, and you know, you think about all of these big tag team names, um, and I picked the Briscoes to win in our final battle uh, prediction show as well, and there they were as a 10-time champion. I think they're going to cement their legacy in the Garden on Saturday. I will have the Briscoes walk out as both the Ring of Honor and the IWGP Tag Team Championships. I think they've earned their reason to be in this spot. Both of them have shown how good that they are as a tag team, 10-time tag team champions. I think this could be one of the biggest matches, maybe the best match of the night when you put all four of these tag teams together. New Japan, Ring of Honor collide, but in the end, I'll take the Briscoes to win both belts on Saturday. I'm going Gorillas of Destiny. Tamatonga and Tongaloa. Um, because what's a big reason why people came to this show, Sean? The Bullet Club. That's a big reason why people came, regardless if the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes were still in it. People love the Bullet Club. Oh, the American right. fans, the Western fans, wrestling fans, love Bullet Club. These guys are a great tag team. Tom, uh, Tonga is one of the OGs of the original Bullet Club, so I believe they will walk out with both the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships and the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Okay, next match is a singles match for the British Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. defending the title against... The ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi, who you got and why? This is going to be, I think, one of those matches where, you know, you're going to say, yeah, I got my money's worth for that. But we mentioned earlier, Tanahashi's getting up there with age. We don't know really how much longer he's going to have in the ring. I'm going to take Zack Sabre Jr. in this match. The current champion going into this match, I'll take him to retain the championship. I think when you put both of these wrestling styles together, I think you're in for one of the best matches of the night. We saw Zack Sabre Jr. live and in person at Final Battle. And like you said, one of the best technicians I've ever seen live. Uh, there's just something about him that just screams, you know, the epitome of professional wrestling. I think you see that again on Saturday and with a guy like Hiroshi Tanahashi uh, being there is almost one of the guys that I'm going to put this young guy over, you know, get him over in the garden. That's, I think, going to be Tanahashi's responsibility. I'll take Zack Sabre Jr. to retain the championship on Saturday. It's a good thing. It's not a bad pick. Um... But, uh, yeah, you know, I think I'm also going to go with Zack Sabre Jr. Another thing, uh, I mean, Tanahashi is the Japanese John Cena, and I believe this will be uh, something to help, not that Zack Sabre Jr. needs to get over, but a win over someone like Tanahashi is, could be huge for his career in Madison Square Garden. Next match, uh, another one that's very, very tough to predict, but the one match I am looking forward to the most this coming Saturday is the inner, the IWGP Intercontinental Championship match. The champion, Tetsuya Naito versus Kota Ibushi. Who do you have and why? This one's really tough, and I went back and forth on this all day thinking about it because really, CJ, it could end legit in a matter of five seconds without you even realizing it. Um, both of these, I think, are two of the very best that Japan has ever seen. You know, you look at both of their performances in the recent past, Wrestle Kingdoms and Dominions, and just how they've been able to perform in the ring. Both of them, I think, have the right to be in this match. I think both, honestly, I think 
think really, if it weren't for the circumstances, that there there may have been a chance that they could have made a event in this pay-per-view. But I do think that when it comes to Tensi Naito and Kota Ibushi, it's a toss-up. But I'm going to take Ibushi to win this match. I love Kota Ibushi so much. You know, we look at a guy like Tensi Naito who had great matches with Chris Jericho and Okada. I think it's time for Ibushi to finally, you know, reach that next level of his career. And I think he gets that with a win on Saturday. I'll take Ibushi to win the match and the Intercontinental Championship. I am also taking Kota Ibushi. We were agreeing on a lot, but at least we disagree on a few. Yeah, um, because... And that's what's important. Here's, But here's my theory as to why I think Ibushi's going to win. I think Ibushi's going to win because I think after this, and without giving too much away for the main event, I believe that Naito is going to go step back up into the heavyweight uh, title uh, because he was over as hell come wrestling Kingdom 12 and he really should have won the title um, with with New Japan's thing is like it's a matter of how many times the, the champion can defend the title at, Ma at uh, I almost said Mania at uh, Wrestle Kingdom rather than a, a champion being crowned there so I'm going with Ibushi because I think Naito will be moved up into the heavyweight division uh, to the heavyweight title picture come uh, after Saturday the three-way ladder match for the Ring of Honor World Championship. The champion, Jay Lethal, defending against Marty Skrull, the villain, and Matt Taven. Who do you have and why? I'm going to take Marty Skrull. I, I went back and forth on this as well, especially because now it's a three-way. I love the addition, as I said, about Matt Taven in this match. I, you know, Jay Lethal, in my opinion, is one of the greatest Ring of Honor World Champions of all time. But let's face it, Marty Skrull's here for a reason. Let's face it, I think it's Marty Skrull's time to finally win the Ring of Honor World Championship. Now with the Elite out of the picture with the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes, I think it's finally time for him to step up, be his own man, and win the Ring of Honor World Championship. Now, how soon he goes to All Elite Wrestling, we don't know. But for now, right here, right now, I think he's going to climb that ladder and win the championship in front of 16,000 strong in the Garden. I'm also going with Marty Skrull, but pretty, bless you, for pretty much the same reason. Uh, it's time. It's just time for Marty Skrull. He's cut his teeth in Ring of Honor. He's so damn good, and he really, this will solidify, this will be a great moment for his career, winning the championship in Madison Square Garden. Um, but yeah, I am going to go with Marty Skrull. Um, and now that I'm looking back at my picks, I don't think I picked, <laughs> I don't think I picked any really any heels to go over for, for Ring of Honor. Well, but you picked um, we'll, Girls of Destiny. Yeah, but they're New Japan. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You said Ring of Honor. I thought you said Bullet Club first. A time. Anyway, we'll, we'll see. But I, I think, but I still think Marty Skrull is going to win the title. I feel, I still think he's going to win, and it's going to be a great moment for him. And finally, the main event. The, for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, the Switchblade, Jay White, leader of Bullet Club, the champion, defending against the Rainmaker, Kazuchika Okada. Real quick before we go further, did you notice that we're both wearing Bullet Club t-shirts right now? Yes, we are. Okay, You're, you're wearing the regular Bullet Club and I'm wearing Switchblade shirt. There you go. Who walks out as the IWGP champion in the main event of Madison Square Garden and why? You and I touched on this before about legacy in Madison Square Garden. In my opinion, the biggest show for both New Japan and Ring of Honor. This main event is going to be remembered for years, and I think both of these competitors know that, and more importantly, I think the promoters know that too. We discussed Okada's legacy in New Japan, how many times he's won the championship, longest reigning uh, IWGP heavyweight champion in the history of the promotion. 
it's time for him to take his throne back. And I love, I love Jay White. I think he's done incredible things as the leader of the Bullet Club, especially as the IWGP champion. He pinned Okada clean in the middle of the ring in front of 45,000 in the Tokyo Dome. And that is the main reason I think Okada's going over in this match. I think it's retribution time. I think it's time for Okada finally to get the belt back. And I think when they look back on an event like this, CJ, they're going to want to say, who closed out the event of Madison Square Garden G1 Supercard? They're going to want to say Okada. So I'm going to say Okada wins and regains the IWGP heavyweight title. I'm not going to argue against you. I know I'm wearing Switchblade J. White shirt, but I agree. Kazuchika Okada, this will solidify him if it hasn't already as the greatest Japanese wrestler and the greatest IWGP world heavyweight champion. I had a feeling that in Wrestle Kingdom, they were going to, maybe that's what they were going to set up for. Maybe a title match. I knew the second Jay White won the championship, Okada's going to win the cup. They're going to fight at uh, MSG. This can have a series of matches too. But uh, Rainmaker all the way. So that'll wrap it up for this edition of the Not Another Wrestling Park Podcast. Part one of two this week, CJ. We will be back on Friday. We will preview the WrestleMania 35 card. We will give our predictions for that WrestleMania. And in my opinion, the biggest WrestleMania in history. Women are going to main event for the first time. We're talking about how the business is going to change Friday. We're talking about how the business is going to change Saturday. You better believe come Sunday, the business will forever change in just all the professional wrestling history will be changed forever. It's a big weekend, and I cannot wait. For Sean McChesney. And CJ Palmasano. See you Friday.